The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. Support your healthy CoQ10 levels and blood pressure with two chews a day. Visit RadioBeatsBeets.com and save 15% with promo code DEAL. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, everybody. I'm Zach. And I'm Jesse. And you're watching Tesla Time News. Episode 344 on Now You Know. So thank you to Surfshark for sponsoring today's video. We do a lot of research for this show, and that means hours and hours of searching online. Snooping ISPs and third-party trackers are so annoying, not just for us. Surfshark is a VPN, a virtual private network that blocks companies from tracking your online activities. Not only does Surfshark protect your privacy, it makes your online activities safer. Surfshark adds a layer of protection that encrypts your online data to help keep passwords and content safe while you're online, even when you're out using public Wi-Fi. And if you're traveling, Surfshark will allow you to connect to your home country so you can stream content and websites that might not be available at your location. Plus, Surfshark allows you to watch different content from around the world. You pick a server anywhere and connect to your streaming service. And there is no information collection. You can browse freely and anonymously because Surfshark does not log collect, or store any of your data or browsing patterns. We really like that you can have unlimited devices on one account. Yeah, we have Surfshark for all of our shared devices, so we're not limited to doing research on one computer. You can even share your account with friends and family. It's easy to use. You just install the Surfshark app on the devices that you'd like to use with a VPN. And if you happen to have any problems or issues, you can get help anytime with 24-7 support via live chat, email, or social media. Secure your digital life. Try it today for free. Surfshark offers a 30-day money-back guarantee. Try it out today. Use the link down below. So Tesla tweeted this out over the weekend. Our next mega factory will be in Shanghai, capable of producing 10,000 megapacks per year. And Elon said Tesla opening the megapack factory in Shanghai to supplement output of megapack factory in California. The Lingang Special Area Administration in Shanghai signed the agreement with Tesla to site the mega factory there. Tesla plans to start construction in Q3 of this year. Production of Megapacks should begin in Q2 of 2024. 10,000 Megapacks is equal to 40 gigawatt hours of batteries. Each 3 megawatt hour Megapack can power about 3,600 homes and costs about $1.9 million. So doing the math, 10,000 Megapacks would bring in $19 billion in revenue. Okay, so this isn't a gigafactory. This no. is their mega factory that makes Megapacks. They use the Mega and the Mega because it sounds good. Yeah. And if they make a giga pack, then the only problem is- You couldn't gonna... transport it. Well, yep. And <laughs> you'd have to call it a giga factory. And of course the giga factories only make cars. I mean, we should, call, we should call it a mega pack factory. Mega pack factory. Okay. Yeah. Yes. And I think this should help a lot with the backlog. There is a huge mega pack backlog. Utilities want these things. Uh, it's now out to Q1 of 2025. Wait, so if I ordered a mega pack today for $1.9 million, you ain't getting it for two years. Wow. Wow. So according to Tesla regulatory filings made last week, it has been revealed that Tom Zhu has been promoted to Tesla's senior vice president of automotive. In this new role, Zhu will oversee Tesla's global automotive operations, which includes manufacturing, engineering, supply chain, and service for all vehicle programs. So Tom Zhu joined Tesla in 2014, initially serving as the supercharger project manager for the Asia Pacific region. His strong performance led to a series of promotions, including becoming the general manager of Tesla China in 2019. In January 2021, Zhu was appointed president of Tesla China, overseeing all business operations in the country, including sales, service, and the Gigafactory Shanghai. Now, prior to joining Tesla, Zhu held positions at leading companies such as IBM and Dell, where he gained valuable experience in management and operations. And so this promotion now puts him at the 
it's like right below Elon. Almost. Yeah, I mean, he's right there with Drew Baglino and Zachary Kirkhorn. He's in the upper echelons of Tesla. And I think this is actually a interesting point because many people thought he might become the CEO. Mm. And I think this would be an easy way for him to move into that role should Elon want to step out of that position. Interesting. Um, and what's really cool to me is that he'll be working on Giga Mexico mm. and he knows exactly how to get a Giga factory up and running. So it's really nice for Tesla to have such an effective and proven leader in this role. So for anyone who has logged onto the Tesla website in North America since last Thursday night, you may have spotted a bunch of price drops and this. Okay, I see the dual motor all-wheel drive Model Y now starts at 49990 That's a $2,000 price drop. Is that what you're talking about? So this version of the Model Y is built at Giga Texas with the 4680 structural battery pack. It also qualifies for the full $7,500 federal tax credit because the pack and the cells are made in the U.S. So wait, this version of the Model Y was available starting last year, right around the time of the Giga Texas event, mm -hmm. um, but it was off menu. Right. But it, now it's up on the Tesla design studio. That sounds good. I'll have that. And I see here that there's a bunch of other price drops for U.S. customers. Yeah, the Model S and the X, all the variants, got a $5,000 price drop. Rear-wheel drive and performance Model 3s got a $1,000 price drop. And all three variants of the Model Y got $2,000 price drops. Unfortunately, it looks like the Model 3 rear-wheel drive and performance models will only get a $3,750 federal tax credit starting on April 18th because I guess some of the battery minerals are not from the right countries. So if anyone's picking up their car in the 18th, see if you can get it delivered a day earlier <laughs> and you'll save over $3,000. Right. That's interesting how... How the law works. <laughs> Isn't that cool? But all the variants of the Model Y appear to still be eligible for the full $7,500 federal tax credit. So I wonder if this will move some customers over to the Model Y from the Model 3? Yeah, comment down below. Would this affect your purchase? Um, I mean, obviously, there's a price difference there, but and there's a need difference. Um, one's an SUV, one's not. But yeah, I do wonder. I mean, it's it's quite a bit of money. I have been seeing a lot of Model Ys around recently. <laughs> so Ford has announced that two of their three electric models will see their U.S. federal tax credits cut in half starting April 18th. Yeah, unfortunately, because of the rules about where the critical battery minerals have to be sourced from, the Ford Mach-E and the E-Transit will only receive a $3,750 tax credit now. Only the Ford F-150 Lightning will still be eligible for the full $7,500 tax credit. And that's only if you don't get like the Platinum model, which gets you above the $80,000 threshold. Mm -hmm. Ford saw a 41% increase in EV sales in the first quarter of this year. But let's keep all this percentage stuff in perspective. It can be easy to lose sight of the actual numbers behind these percentages. Yeah, because a lot of people have talked to me this week about like Ford and GM, they're number two and number three in EVs. And it's like, well, let's look at the actual numbers here. So Ford sold 10,866 electric vehicles in Q1 of this year. Mach-E sales were down almost 20% year over year with just 6,734 sold in the quarter. And the Ford F-150 Lightning only sold 4,291 units in Q1. To put that in perspective, Tesla delivered over 38 times that number in Q1. 422,000 Teslas delivered in the same three months. And this week, everyone talked about how GM moved into the second place position. But let's take a look at that, too. Even though they overtook Ford in Q1, uh, all they really had to do to accomplish this was sell about 20,000 EVs in Q1. Almost all of them were bolts, 19,700 bolt sales, mainly, in my opinion, because the price of the bolt is so low. Starting price is 26.5. Um, and with the full tax credit, at least until April 18th, that meant you could get a bolt under $20,000. So, yeah, they sold a lot of them. But the thing is, GM only sold 968 Lyrics and two Hummer EVs in the first quarter. And GM only expects to sell 70,000 bolts this year. So again, put that in perspective to Tesla, and it's like, okay, Ford and GM, you can squabble over being in second and third place. But Tesla is so far out in front, it doesn't really matter at this point. Tesla announced the date and location of its 2023 annual shareholder meeting. It will be held at 3 p.m. Central Time on May 16th at Gigafactory, Texas. The meeting will be live streamed for anyone to watch. Now, if you're a Tesla shareholder, you can enter for a chance to attend in person. We'll post the link in the show notes below. You have until this Friday to enter. And if you are selected, you should be notified during the week of April 17th. So did you enter? I did. 
Uh, it's easy if your brokerage accounts are already linked. Uh, it took me only like five seconds and uh, maybe we'll get in. Um, it looks like a fairly boring agenda, except that board member Hiromichi Mizuno, who has been a Tesla board member for one term since 2020, he's stepping down and he's not seeking re-election when his term expires at the meeting. In his place, Tesla co-founder J.B. Straubel has been nominated, and I'm pretty sure he will be elected to the board. And one of the reasons I'm so sure is that, uh, well, check out this tweet. Amy said J.B. Straubel nominated for the Tesla board of directors, and Elon Musk had said, the worst business decision I ever made was not starting Tesla with just J.B. Straubel. And Elon said, true, it was my worst decision ever. So isn't that awesome? Yeah, I mean, I'm really excited that Tesla will have JB back on the board. And I mean, Elon and JB, they work really well together. I mean, if it weren't for JB, who was there from Tesla at the beginning back in 2004, Elon probably never would have come on board Tesla because you remember that famous lunch where they drew on napkins and talked about how many batteries they'd need. That was all in JB's head. He planted that seed into Elon, who then took the ball and ran with it. Now, JB, as you may know, founded Redwood Materials, a battery recycling company, after leaving Tesla in 2019. So having JB back with the company, I mean, he's never been on the board before. He's been, you know, a founder. Um, I just think this is going to be great. Yeah, I mean, he's been in an advisory role, um, which I don't think means all that much, um, but it does mean a lot more to have him on the board. Yeah. So the Tesla Model Y has been available in the UK for a little over a year now, and numbers are now in from March from the SMMT, the Society of Motor Manufacturers and Traders. So they place Model Y at the top of the best seller list in the UK. That's right. With 8,123 registrations, the Tesla Model Y was the best selling car in the UK in March, beating out all the competition, both petrol and diesel models. And this isn't the first time the Model Y has accomplished this. It topped the list for many months last year. But unfortunately, because deliveries have been so lumpy, uh, there were months when Tesla just couldn't get enough Model Ys into the UK. And I mean, it's kind of crazy for a battery electric car to have been only introduced in the UK last February, and yet it ended 2022 as the fourth best-selling car in the UK. Also interesting to note is that this March was the biggest month ever for battery electric vehicles in the UK with over 46,000 new registrations, giving BEVs a 16.2% market share in the UK. 16.2% of people who bought cars bought electric cars. I remember when we first started the show and those sorts of numbers were coming out of Norway. Right. Some more news from Tesla. They've just signed a lease for a nearly 150,000 square foot industrial space near their Fremont factory in California. That's right. The newly acquired space was recently a UPS distribution site located at 22290 Hathaway Ave in Hayward, California, about 16 miles north of the Tesla Fremont factory. Being a short distance away from Tesla's main factory points to this new site being a parts warehouse and distribution center, allowing for seamless coordination and integration between the two sites. It's worth noting that Tesla's Fremont factory is already one of the largest vehicle manufacturing facilities in the world. And with the addition of this new space, Tesla is demonstrating its commitment to further growth and increasing production rates. This move comes as the company works to meet the high demand for their electric vehicles while also working towards reducing delivery times for customers. And I think it's that last piece there. We've been complaining on the show a lot about how service centers oftentimes, you know, make you wait because they're waiting for a part to get FedExed in. And it's been that logistics problem. I think having something like this is going to help. I do, too. And we also know that the Fremont factory has been running out of space since about 2019. Um, I remember we took a tour back in 2016 and it seemed not empty, but spacious. Um, And then we took another tour in like 2019 and it was Packed, 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 packed. Um, and I think it was only getting worse because that was before, you know, gigapresses were coming in and stuff like that. So it is uh, super packed there. Having a space like this is going to really speed things up. The only problem is 16 miles when you're talking about the Bay Area. Um, I was just looking at like without traffic, it's 21 minutes. right? Uh-huh. With traffic, it's like over an hour. Right. Well, you know. You just plan that in. So you may remember that Tesla presented Master Plan Part 3 on Investor Day back in March. Uh, Now they just published the 41-page plan with all the juicy details and the references on their website. It is full of all the details, including the charts and tables showing how they drew their conclusions and all the numbers to show how we get to a sustainable, renewable, clean energy and transportation future. 
So if you nerd out over numbers and charts, you are going to love this report. We'll put the link in the show notes below. It's just too much dense information to cover on the show. So according to the China Passenger Car Association, the CPCA, Tesla had another strong month in March, selling 88,869 cars, the second best month Tesla has ever had in China. Yeah, the best month Tesla had was November of last year with just over 100,000 units sold. So with March now in the books, that gives us a total for Q1 sales in China at 229,322 Teslas sold in Q1. And if we look at the last two quarters, out of four gigafactories making cars, Giga Shanghai has contributed 55% of Tesla's global sales, with 457,000 out of Tesla's 827,000 total global deliveries. Yeah, let that sink in for a second, because, you know, Tesla has four gigafactories. This one gigafactory has made 55% of the cars. And that's not to say there's any problems with Giga Berlin or Giga Texas. They're newer. Um, but just think of what it's going to be like when those gigafactories grow up another year and get to the point where Giga Shanghai is at. It's going to be insane. It, it kind of tells you what the growth is going to look like. Mm -hmm. Hey, and if you'd like to help grow our channel, hit the like button. When you hit it, YouTube does something. I don't know what it is, but it helps share it with more people so more people can learn about Tesla. So Tesla has won big again with the Kelly Blue Book Brand Image Awards. With data from over 12,000 new vehicle shoppers, Tesla has won four out of six in luxury brand categories. Yeah, best overall luxury brand, fourth year in a row, best value luxury brand, second year in a row, most refined luxury brand, second year in a row, and best performance luxury brand, second year in a row. Tesla also took home the best overall EV brand. It was the first year that Kelly Blue Book gave out this award because they said that there is a growing popularity of EVs among its users. Huh, imagine that. Their users like EVs, <laughs> so they had to make a new award. Huh, interesting. Zach and I will be attending Micromobility Europe 2023 this summer. Micromobility Europe is promising to be a really fun in-person event in Amsterdam on June 8th and 9th where you can ride on small electric vehicles and learn how to create a more sustainable world. There's going to be dozens and dozens of top global brands, builders, investors, and thinkers at this immersive event. And we have an exclusive discount for our viewers. Go to this link down below and save 20% off the ticket price now. And for those of you who live on the other side of the pond, Micromobility will be hosting Micromobility America on October 19th through 20th. So if you'd like to attend this great event in the fall, use our other link down below. And again, you can save 20% off the ticket price. We look forward to seeing you guys in Amsterdam. So how many of you watching have visited our Now Let's Review channel on YouTube? Come on, raise your hands. You know, um, there's a kid's show I used to watch when I was a kid on PBS um, where the host would ask us kids watching to respond. And I remember thinking, can she really hear and see us? Is that, is that what you're doing now? Um, yeah, I can. <laughs> Good, thank you. Okay, I can't see you, but I'm guessing that many of you have never checked out Now Let's Review. So I'm asking you as a favor to me, sometime this week, go check it out and see if you don't find a video that interests you. I mean, I get it. Maybe you're not into e-mobility, so you don't care that we've reviewed dozens of e-bikes and scooters and e-long boards. But you know, we also review batteries and EV chargers and kitchen composters and more. Yeah, like this week, we reviewed this really cool battery, the Pecron E1500 Pro Power Station. It has so many cool uses. If you're a contractor, like a plumber, electrician, carpenter, roofer, painter, you may need one of these and you may not even know it yet. As a contractor myself, I would have killed for one of these years ago, but they didn't exist. Now they exist and there are many more models to choose from. And that's where we come in. Head over to Now Let's Review and find the battery that fits your needs and budget. Wow! Starship's ready to go? Yes, this should be happening sometime this month if regulators give it the go-ahead. And because history loves irony, it will likely happen on the 20th. Now, in case everyone has forgotten what the big deal is, Starship should be able to launch 150 tons into orbit and then have both the super heavy booster and the Starship itself return to Earth safely and ready to be refueled and reused in a very short span of time. Right. I mean, usually a rocket used to launch something into orbit is completely thrown away uh, and the satellite gets to orbit, but the rocket burns up in the atmosphere. 
Of course, SpaceX also makes the rapidly reusable Falcon 9 rocket. However, it can only deliver a little over 17 tons to orbit, and only the first stage can be reused. This means that not only can Starship deliver more satellites to orbit per launch, it can also launch larger and more useful satellites. And I'm guessing it could also launch like a Tesla Semi now if we want it. Well, I mean, it could launch a satellite that makes the James Webb Space Telescope look like a like a little kid's telescope. And since Starship can re-land on Earth, it can land anywhere on Earth in about 45 minutes from launching. And if you need to go to another planet, say Mars, just refuel that Starship with another one and send it off. This is super exciting. And you know, what's weird is like, as I peruse the mass media, mm. I hear crickets when it comes to Starship. And when I talk to people, even people who are into space, a lot of them don't even know about this. Um, this is an orbital test. It doesn't mean that there's people on board or anything like that. It's just a test. And it may fail horribly. It might blow up. But that's the whole point. It's a test. And I'm just super excited that this is going to be happening because, I mean, just look at this thing. Look at the, It's going to capture the imagination of so many people because we've kind of forgotten about space for 50 years. And it's going to be a little bit more exciting than having a whole bunch of stuff to like just launch out into space. And you're like, oh, I guess it's in space now because it comes back. Yeah. And we've seen this before with basically every Falcon 9 launch. It's either going to come back and land on a drone ship, an autonomous electric drone ship in the middle of the ocean, or it's going to land on a pad like right next to the launch site. Uh, this is going to be actually even cooler because it's going to come right back and land on Mechazilla, which is the thing that's currently holding up the rocket. Yeah. Um, so both pieces should be coming in, I believe, and, and landing right there, getting caught by a tower. I think most people have also forgotten that Elon wants to have intercontinental flights so that you could actually fly between, you know, L.A. and Shanghai in like 22 minutes. It's yeah. just going to be insane. Also, I want to remind people, if you want to listen to this show as a podcast, because we are speaking right now for like an hour, it's great to listen to the show like in the car. We are available on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, anywhere that you get your podcast. So go check that out. So Tesla tweeted out last week, Earth Day photo contest now live in the Tesla app. So you can submit up to four of your best Tesla photos by the deadline of April 23rd for your chance to win 3,500 Tesla credits, which can be redeemed for supercharging, software updates, Tesla merch, and accessories. I'm not sure if there will be just one winner or multiple winners. But uh, either way, you can access the feature from your loot box in your app. So good luck. And I'm sorry, Canadians, it doesn't seem to be live for you yet. Well, you know, Canadians. <laughs> what? <laughs> what if we just started a whole thing? Yeah, Canadians make terrible photographers. It's not true. That's a joke. So according to Joachim Fryer, the managing director of Frankfurt, Germany's employment agency, Tesla is now looking to add a fourth shift to Giga Berlin. And I just want, what is a fourth shift? I mean, I know there's, you know, three eight-hour shifts in a day. Is a fourth shift like a new time dimension that we found, or is it just a new... Yeah, you work from 11 o'clock p.m. to, uh, you know, 16 o'clock p.m. <laughs> I don't know. I uh, they, Maybe they're uh, overlapping the shifts. Maybe they're... Uh, shrinking the shift. I'm thinking this might be a translation problem. It might mean it's another group of employees working on another line in the factory. Mm. Um, but if you're German and you understand what the German fourth shift strategy is, uh, please comment down below. Let us know what we're talking about. Um, now, there are currently about 10,000 employees at Giga Berlin, and Tesla is now seeking about 1,000 more for its fourth shift, which could help bring Tesla up to its goal of 10,000 cars produced per week. So 10,000 a week, that would be 500,000 a year. That has been the goal since Tesla opened Giga Berlin in March of 2022. Currently, Giga Berlin is producing 5,000 cars per week. Tesla filed its first application with the German Office for the Environment last month. This application would double the installed production of the factory without the need for any more buildings, just using existing floor space, and it would get Tesla to a run rate of a million vehicles per year. So, I mean, this next push to the fourth shift mm. is really exciting to me since um, I think this is going to signal the beginning of the end for many German auto companies. I know that uh, many of you watching are like, well, wasn't just Tesla building the Giga Berlin at all that signal? Mm. Yes and no. Yes, because we all kind of understood what was happening. But now that we're really churning out a large number of cars, once you get to this one million per year, I think that's the number that's going to flip a lot of people's heads. I'm talking people who are in the car business, both executives and people in factory work. They're all going to start to realize, oh, my God, Tesla really is the competition. And here's the thing. I think we should expect some serious shenanigans and pushback now. I mean, we've seen some shenanigans up to this point, but I think a lot of these car companies like BMW, Mercedes, 
they are not going to uh, take this lightly. Yeah, but I mean, the thing you do have to kind of keep in mind is that as more people start to work for Tesla for mm. a longer period of time than just, you know, a year so far, um, I think that we're going to start to see a shift where you're going to have kind of a constituency yeah. of people who work for Tesla. And so a lot of the shenanigans stuff that's going to start to or continue to happen, I think it's going to be met with a little bit more pushback when it's like, yeah, but like my uncle works at the right. Gigafactory. So please don't try and shut it down over some bogus environmental concern. Yeah. So Nissan sold 2,860 Arias in Q1 in the U.S. Oh, great. Nissan is following the exact same sales trend as their other EV, the Nissan Leaf. Less than a thousand in the first quarter that they sold and then less than 4,000 the next quarter. I can't wait for a peak of 30,000 a year in four years, followed by completely middling sales. I mean, Jesse, come on. I don't think it's fair to compare a car from 13 years ago to the Aria. Oh, why not? It's only their second consumer EV that they've brought to market. Literally, it's been Nissan Leaf, since 2010 to now, and now we finally have the Aria. L look, they were the number one EV company 2011 through 2014. Three consecutive years of being number one. I, I just don't understand how the f do you blow a lead that big? I mean, it's it's like if you're watching the Olympics and they're like, and they're off. Usain taking a big lead here and oh, looks like he's fallen asleep. Well, not to worry. I'm sure he'll be back up by the end of the next three Olympicses. Jesse, just because the Leaf peaked in sales nine years ago doesn't mean the Aria will do the same. I wish it did, frankly. I mean, I wish it did come out nine years ago and actually did anything if the people could buy something that had more than like 150 miles of range. I mean, why did it take Nissan a decade to make another EV? I mean, I want to stress this. I don't think that people get this. Tesla sold over half a million EVs in the U.S. last year. Mm. Let's compare that to Nissan. Okay. Um, for every one EV that Nissan sold, which <laughs> meant that it had to be a Leaf. So for every Leaf that Nissan sold, guess how many Teslas Tesla sold? Like 10 to 1? No. Uh, 42. So you see someone drive off the lot in their brand new Nissan Leaf. 42 Teslas drove off the lot. Wow. Uh, Let's just let's just uh, pare this down. You might be saying, "Oh, well, Zach and Jeff, that's because the Model Three is so popular." Guess how many Model S's they sold for every Leaf? Uh, one to one. Right Last there? year, two point four Model S's drove off the lot for every Nissan Leaf. Wow! So I really hope that the Aria is a miracle car because Nissan needs it. I just can't believe. They were the the car company. Everyone was saying, like, Nissan is the why, leader. Why are you so surprised? There's many leading companies. Think of Nokia, right? They were the leading company in cell phones, and now we're out. Like, there's so many companies that when they lead, this is what they do. Hey, everybody, we're the leaders. So why don't you take a day off? Go play some golf. We'll meet you back here on Monday. It's just astounding. Yep, that's what happens when companies get uh, a little complacent. So good luck, Arya. You have big shoes to fill. I, not really. The UK's first electric concrete mixer has successfully completed a three-month trial of commercial deliveries, making a significant step for the country's construction industry. The electric ready-mix concrete mixer developed in partnership with Renault Trucks and vehicle component maker TVS Interfleet operated out of Tarmac's rail-fed Birmingham plant at Washwood Heath in the UK. The e-mixer is part of Tarmac's strategy to offer decarbonized last-mile transport for construction projects. So according to Renault, the e-mixer has the same average capacity as a conventional diesel mixer, but boasts zero emissions per mile compared to 1.55 kilograms of CO2 per mile for its fossil fuel equivalent. I just want to stop there for a second because I think numbers, it's easy to be like, you, know, you just said something about 1.55. Mm -hmm. uh, 1.55 kilograms. It's heavy. That's, uh, you know, it's like, uh, what is that? That's like uh, over three pounds of stuff. Which is in the air, so which you, is, you can't even you can't lift, lift it. You can't lift it, right. So three pounds of stuff uh, went into the air of CO2, of CO2 per mile mm. when, a, when you see a concrete truck drive by. And this one has zero. Has zero, right. exactly. 
Uh, the e-mixer was awarded the BAA Award of, for Safety and Innovation at the UK Concrete Show in March of 2023. So by reducing emissions from concrete mixers, the industry can gradually reduce its environmental impact as concrete and cement production okay, account for about 8% of global greenhouse gas emissions. And here's the thing. There's no stats on this truck right now. There's no, I don't know anything about its battery mm-hmm. size yet or any of that stuff. But let's just put that aside because most of us probably aren't in the market for a concrete truck. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't care about the CO2, I know a lot of people watching don't even know what that is, don't really care. Along with the CO2 out of the tailpipe of a diesel truck comes all sorts of other crap that you do not want in your air. So don't even focus on the CO2 if you don't want to. Mm -hmm. Think about all the PM 2.5, all the PM 10, all of the nitrous oxides, all that crap that you would breathe in and kill you. When you see that concrete truck hanging out at a job site, do you know how many guys, I'm one of them, okay, I'm a contractor. You know how many guys just sit there with that truck for hours Mm. and if you're on a big construction site it's truck after truck after truck and if you're there you're just breathing it all in all day right and honestly you might be like well does it have the range most concrete trucks i mean i've seen the same three concrete trucks my whole life just driving around town it's true and i'm like i can I can recognize all of them because there's just three. They don't travel outside of my little world. It's true. And most of them go back to the plant, which is very close by, and they need to clean out. And while they're cleaning out, they have to run the engine because they Mm -hmm. have to run the thing around. So if they could be just plugged in, it would be such a great way to charge and take care of cleaning out the truck. It's it's really a perfect truck for that. So Ram was sharing more info about their upcoming all-electric pickup truck, the Ram 1500 Rev, which they say will start production in Q4 of 2024. Okay, so end of next year, more like halfway through 2025 is what I'm going to read it. But that's when they start production. Sure. Um, So did I read this right? The battery pack for the long range variant will be 229 kilowatt hours. That's what I heard, too. Ram says it will have up to 500 miles or 800 kilometers of range. But if you do the math, that would mean that it would be super inefficient at just two miles per kilowatt hour. That's bigger than the 212 kilowatt hour Hummer EV battery. Well, I mean, at least the Rev pickup truck should be more efficient than the 1.6 miles per kilowatt hour that the Hummer EV gets. Now, you can get the Rev pickup in a standard range version with a 168 kilowatt hour battery pack for 350 miles of range. Yeah. And just to put that in perspective, because if you're not really understanding that, I mean, the Rivian that we have, the Ford F-150 Lightning that we have, they have about 140 kilowatt hour battery packs. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's just an an astoundingly big battery pack. Uh, Both versions, by the way, of the Ram will use an 800 volt architecture, we're told, and charge at 350 kilowatts, which could be pretty cool, uh, which means you could add up to about 110 miles of range in about 10 minutes. The Rev will have 654 horsepower, 620 foot-pounds of torque, and do 0 to 60 in 4.4 seconds. The standard range version will tow up to 14,000 pounds and have a max payload of 2,700 pounds. We don't know the tow ratings yet for the long-range version. The Rev will also have bi-directional charging with 7.2 kilowatts of power in the bed and 3.6 kilowatts in the front. So that's very similar to the Ford. Yep. Uh, No prices announced yet, but I did just go and reserve one. If you remember a few weeks ago when they first came on, the first 5,000 reserved right away, um, but then they quietly opened reservations. So I think if you guys want to, you can reserve. Um, We reserved one. Why do we do that? Because we want to show you. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done all the different electric pickup trucks and what they can do. So And what they can't do. And what they can't do. Now, maybe by 2025, it'll be boring and no one will care anymore because <laughs> everyone will be driving Cybertrucks. So who knows? <laughs> you know, if, if not, we'll get it. Um, and by the way, if you want to share a clip that you've seen in the show uh, with your friends and family, but you don't want to share the whole hour-long show and be like, oh, start watching it 38 minutes, you can go to our Now You Know Clips channel. That's a channel that we have where we put a lot of these news stories so that you can easily share the little bite-sized clips instead. All right, it's time for Into the Future, sponsored by our friends at Henson Shaving. Jesse did a nice job shaving again this morning. Thank you very much. And uh, yeah, I've been using my Henson razor for like two years now. The Um, same razor. Yeah. And I'm not going to go back. Um, I, I know you're not. I know it's, you love it. It's um, it's just what you guys don't get to see is that I usually have to get Jesse 
out of shape. He's enjoying himself so much. By the way, you can get 100 free blades when you use our code now you know over at hensonshaving.com. So this story from Drive Tesla Canada about a proposed version 4 supercharger site in Grand Forks, British Columbia, Canada may reveal some new details about version 4 supercharging. But let's all take this with a grain of salt. Um, so a couple weeks ago at the Grand Forks City Council meeting, a proposed new supercharger location at a Tim Hortons at 1866 Central Avenue was discussed. The Tesla proposal was introduced by senior project developer Kyle Lockhart and the property owners Gene and Wayne Koch. According to Lockhart, the version 4 superchargers will be accessible to all Tesla and non-Tesla vehicles and will have CCS adapters built in at the stations, probably Magic Dock. He also said that the version 4s would be capable of pulling 350 kilowatts. And the total installation, at least on the permit for the 12 stalls, is expected to cost $1.5 million. If you do the math, that's $125,000 per stall. Um, I'm not sure if this is Canadian or dollars. I've been trying to figure that out. Mm -hmm. um, but basically, that's in line with what we thought it cost. I think a couple years ago, it was $150,000 to install a supercharger. This would show that it's gone down in price. Uh, but except that this is a version four supercharger right. that's capable of pumping out 350 kilowatts, allegedly. Right. So here's the thing. Um, this is just what the developers say. They may not be correct. This isn't direct from Tesla. Mm -hmm. um, that's why we're saying take it with a grain of salt. But I mean, this is all pretty good news. Um, first of all, it looks like they're going to be built faster. It looks like they're going to pump out potentially a lot more power mm -hmm. and that they're costing less. And again, that they have magic dock. All of these are great new things that you should be thinking about if you're a Tesla investor, because this means that their supercharger network is just getting stronger and stronger. So that would mean that the version four is capable of having magic dock, which we haven't seen yet necessarily. At a V4. At a version four. Right. Right. We've only seen them at version three. I mean, it makes sense that you would be able to do that. Uh, yeah. Right. I mean, it's it's not that hard a thing. No, and CCS does support up to 350 kilowatts. Yep. So. All right, it's time for going green. So let's go to Scotland. Yeah, let's go to Scotland. <laughs> where the world is about to get its first fleet of self-driving commuter buses next month. So five Enviro 200 AV buses will begin carrying 10,000 passengers weekly on a 14-mile circuit from Fife to Edinburgh. Stagecoach is the UK's biggest bus and coach operator, and they say that to start, there will be two human staff members on board each bus. Uh, someone will sit in the driver's seat to oversee the piloting system, and another staff member will assist passengers. So these new autonomous buses are part of the UK government's Project CAVFORTH initiative, which was founded in 2019. CAV standing for Connected Autonomous Vehicles. I love how governments just love to make like weird names that no one would understand, like it's, the it's the quite, average citizen in the UK. Oh, the Calforth Initiative. Right. <laughs> Stagecoach has been testing the system on Edinburgh's roads since January. Scotland's Minister for Transport, Kevin Stewart, said, This is an exciting milestone for this innovative and ambitious project, and I very much look forward to seeing Project Calforth take to the roads next month. The route will really help Scotland establish its credentials on the world stage. Now, from what I can gather in my research, even though the bus has that nice Enviro 200 AV model name, I think it's still a diesel bus. Mm -hmm. uh, so viewers in Edinburgh, please check me on this. I'd love to be wrong. Alexander Dennis is the subsidiary of NFI Group, which makes these buses. Um, and they do have an electric version of this bus, which is basically a BYD bus called the Enviro 200 EV. But that one has a distinct hump on the roof. And I don't see that on this bus. So I mm -hmm. don't think this is the electric version. And I believe that we rode a similar model BYD electric bus in London when we visited a few years ago. Yeah, I think you're right. And Stagecoach is going to be adding 122 fully electric buses to their UK fleet in the next 12 months. I think wow. they're all going to be the BYD bus. Anyway, Scottish viewers, this would make a great video contributor story. And don't be afraid that you have to be like Scorsese to film a video contributor story for us. It's easy. Just take out your phone, turn it sideways. Don't hold it like that. Just gets mad. Sideways. Tell us a story. Two minutes or less. Good audio with no wind and send it to hello at now, you know, channel .com and maybe it'll get on the air. Now, the interesting thing about these buses is that it's going to be kind of easier to do a bus that it, has the same route every day. It really is. Yeah, because once you've learned the route, um, if there's any problems there, the you know, the AI can learn that mm -hmm. problem because it's you're right. It's just a circuit over and over again. And I also feel like you, you get a pass by driving a bus. Oh, yeah. I so mean, like, people are going to let you go. If the bus kind of slows down, people aren't going to be like, hey, what are you doing? Come on. You know, the, especially the, not in Scotland. <laughs> the one Italian guy in Scotland. Yeah. The, they're not going to be Italians uh, yelling at it. They're going to be Scottish people yelling at it.
Great. Well, there could be an Italian guy in Scotland. There could be. All right, it's time for sunspots. So Q-Cells, a South Korean-based global leader in solar panel manufacturing, has just announced that it will produce 2.5 million solar panels to fill the largest community solar order in the United States. This record-breaking order, placed by clean energy provider SunShare, is aimed at supplying community solar projects across multiple states, including Minnesota, Colorado, Illinois, and New York. So the multi-year agreement will help SunShare meet the growing demand for clean, affordable energy across the country with an estimated output of 1.2 gigawatts of solar power capacity. Community solar programs allow customers to purchase or subscribe to a share of a solar project, offering average annual savings of approximately 10% on their electricity bill based on the energy generated by the portion of their solar array. So there are currently 22 states in the United States that offer community solar. And when I first heard that, I'm like, yay, 22 states. And then I'm like, wait, we have 50 states. And it's been years. So I went and looked at the list. Here's the list, okay? These are the states where you can get community solar. And um, hmm. Major- I mean, a majority of states don't uh, aren't on the list. Then. No, and but look at the list for a second. What do those states have in common? Let me put it that way. Um, not geography. Nope. Um, They're all over the country. Yeah. I, some big, some small. But what do they have in common? They don't have major oil and gas industry in them? Yeah. Not one of those states that I could see has really any major oil and gas. When you think of um, Oklahoma, Texas, places like that, uh, if you go to like Kentucky or something or West Virginia, you get coal. So basically... These are the states that don't really care about gas and oil, so they're willing to go community solar. Mm. I'm just pretty upset that I learned this. I mean, I've been doing this for years, and I just didn't realize. I thought community solar was everywhere. Mm. I didn't realize so many states have been like, no, don't let people have solar. It's (laughs) other states. (laughs) What? Because, I mean, this is a way for people who live in, say, apartments or condos or homeowners associations that don't allow them to have or solar. Or just in a roofs. city. I mean, many cities, you, even if you own the house, you just don't have enough rooftop. And so this is a way for people to basically get solar yeah. without having to either have the rigmarole of people coming to your house with solar panels um, or just places where and you it's, can't And put it's it. easy. You and I both have community solar. I have yep. solar on my roof and I have community solar, yep. right? It's easy. But if I lived in a state that wasn't one of these 22 states, I couldn't even have that option. And you so, couldn't save money. Look, if you're in the 28 states not on this list, write to your representatives right now and go, what the f***? Why are we no, not? No, 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 don't. don't well, be in rude. your own language, <laughs> don't right? Don't be rude. Say, Ask hey, them, why you... are we not allowed to have community solar? Maybe they haven't heard of it. No, they've heard of it. Um, what, but you could introduce it as, hey, have you heard about community solar? Yeah. This would be great for your constituency. Yeah. Oh, made me mad. And look, anyway, if you'd like to become your own small energy provider, talk to the team at EnergyPal. They are the solar and battery experts that help you go solar for less. Take control of your energy. Guarantee the price of power and storage for 20 years. Do it all online, on your schedule, on your couch, on your laptop, and it's free. Tell them Zach and Jesse sent you. They have all the information. They'll help you get the best deal. You're going to love working with them. Link is down below. All right, it's time for our video contributor stories. Like I said, these are easy. Just send them to hello at nowyouknowchannel.com. What is our story this week? Mike sent us this story about his Starlink internet working through an ice storm in Texas. Hey, Zach and Jesse. Well, it's a nice day here in the Texas Hill Country. But I have to say, we got a little bit of ice last night. Probably about a half inch. Three-quarter inch. But Starlink is still working. Let's do a speed test. So everything is coated with ice. And here's the Starlink panel. And it's totally dry. And that's why it's working. So now you know. What? Wow. I, I didn't think of Texas as getting that much ice. I thought that was only a New England thing. I know. I thought, yeah. But it works. I know. And I mean, I mean, we have one up, you know, it's been through all the winter this mm-hmm. year. And uh, yeah, not once has there been snow on it because it eats it up and melts it off. And so it works with ice, which is, of course, a lot denser than snow. Yeah. Um, and he's getting Internet in a place where I don't know. I mean, we've lost 
power and internet for days at a time when we've had ice storms. Yeah, so, before power walls. Yeah, that, of course. Yeah. All right, it's time for our Patreon bonus stories. Uh, this week we've got uh, you know our stories over on DI, so the Disruptive Investing Channel. Make sure you check that out. We've got our Investor Club bonus stories, um, and we got a whole bunch of fun Patreon bonus stories. So those are all easy to get at. Go to patreon.com slash now you know. Join us for as little as a buck a month. You get all of our Patreon bonus stories that we've ever made. They're all right there for you. It's quite a deal. Helps us out a lot. I think you're going to enjoy it. We'll see you in a second. All right, we're back from the Patreon bonus stories. These are the people here. We're doing a shout out for the people who go at the end of the show. They get their name shouted out, put on the end of the show because they're super important. They help make the show possible. So who do we got this week? We've got Eric Ellert, TG Penny, W and B Harsh, Mark DeSano, and Garrett Princeloo. Thank you so much for supporting us. We can't do this show without you. And if you'd like to join our Patreon poll, that's available too. What was our question this week? Question was, what do you think about J.B. Strobel joining Tesla's board? I like it. How many people agree with me? Uh, let's take a look. All right, it's time for Elon's tweets of the week. Michael Schellenberger said a growing body of evidence shows U.S. government officials, agencies, and contractors demanding Facebook and Twitter censor ordinary Americans. Now an influential censorship advocate has admitted that she worked for the CIA. Who is she? Why is she so influential? And Elon said, wow. May Musk... Elon's mom said, funny, not funny. When Elon said, I wish the media would stop flattering me all the time. It's a bit much, guys. And Elon <laughs> laughed at that. Elon said, it is media's control of what to write about in the first place that is far more insidious than having some facts wrong in an article. Hmm. Think about that for a second. They control the narrative. Jake said, the New York Times all lonesome without its checkmark. Elon said, why would anyone who doesn't live in New York care about their times? I'm confused. The rabbit hole quoted Malcolm X here and said, the media is the most powerful entity on earth. They have the power to make the innocent guilty and to make the guilty innocent. And that's power because they control the minds of the masses. Elon says, wise words. The technology finally exists to change that. Nice. Holmar's catalog says, LOL. So remember that contractor who got awarded $137 million by a jury for workplace racism while at Tesla? The judge reduced the award to only $15 million, so he opted for a new trial on damages. They asked for $160 million, but the new jury gave them $3 million instead. Elon said, if we had been allowed to introduce new evidence, the verdict would have been zero, in my opinion. Jury did best they could with the information they had. Respect the decision. Renji said, one thing happened in AI that almost no one is talking about in that self-driving cars are almost ready. The recent Tesla update from a few weeks ago is unbelievably good. Elon says, team is closing the loop on interventions very rapidly. To get enough training examples for potential serious accidents, we have to run them in simulation as we have so few in the fleet despite doing a million miles per day of full self-driving. Sawyer Merritt said, news, Tesla is building a full-scale internal litigation and trial team that can handle all aspects of litigation and trial work, including briefings, hearings, discovery, depositions, and trials completely in-house. Elon says, Tesla will continue to use outside litigators, but it's important to build a powerful litigation team internally so that we're not always on the defensive. We'll also go after the Wall Street short sellers, certain law firms, and sometimes corrupt regulators who are the true evil. And I think what's truly evil is that they have to waste their money on this. Mm. And time. Umbiasam said, breaking, Tesla topped the list of the world's most valuable automotive brands with brand value up 44% to $66 billion, according to a new report from the leading brand valuation consultancy, Brand Finance. Mercedes down 3% year over year. Toyota down 18% year over year. Elon said, brand is the cumulative perception of a company's products over time. Andrea Stropa said, the more I read about Fermi and his group as they studied radioactivity, the more I'm speechless. It's incredible how a group without resources and with low quality tools has done better than the wealthy research groups in Berlin, Berkeley, Paris, and Cambridge. Elon said, Fermi was incredible. I like that he cared that we see no evidence of aliens. It's a fundamental question about the nature of the universe. Elon said, high strength stainless steel armor is needed to protect the launch stand from the world's biggest blowtorch. Of course, he's talking about Starship here. Even steel will be eroded fast by the Starship booster plume. We will need to make a water-cooled steel jacket to achieve full reusability. Doge designer says Elon Musk literally made the Starship more pointy because of the movie The Dictator. Only Elon can do this. And Elon said, fact check, correct. <laughs> Dirty Tesla wanted to bump this up because this is from December of last year where Elon agreed to having um, an update come to the Tesla safety score. Mm. Um, and he said, we're gradually reducing it proportionate to improve safety. So basically trying to get more and more people onto FSD beta. Mm. Twitter News Daily said, news, Pentagon is trying to get Twitter to remove posts that contain classified documents about the war in Ukraine. 
Elon says, yeah, you can totally delete things from the internet. That works perfectly and doesn't draw attention to whatever you were trying to hide at all. Eva Fox says Norwegian Cruise Line Holdings plans to offer Starlink high-speed internet aboard its fleet. The company is currently testing Starlink with the intention of rolling out the technology in phases across its entire fleet. And Elon says phased array for the win. Smoke Away says reminders. GPT-5 is coming. Auto GPT is coming. Midjourney V6 is coming. Stable Diffusion 3 is coming. Google still hasn't caught OpenAI. Humanoid robots are in production. DeepMind and Google Brain joined forces. This is late stage AGI development. Here we go. Elon says scary. I suppose it's not boring, but still. Jason Calacanis says MayorJason.com. So I guess he's running for the mayor of San Francisco. Elon said, if you become mayor, my companies will double their investment in San Francisco. Such an incredible city has been used and abused by management for far too long. Wall Street Silver says trillions of dollars are draining out of the banks into money market funds. That weakens the banks. Fear that the banks are at risk is driving this trend and thus making the banks even weaker. Elon said this trend will accelerate. Homar's catalog says, what I love about Tesla Twitter is that we can debate and discuss what the company should do, have employees and management join in that discussion and try and ultimately push the company and mission forward. Elon knows best is a terrible argument. He's great, but he can also be dumb. Elon says, I am dumb way more often than I'd like to be. Yeah, he said that. Uh, Elon said, sorry, slight glitch with SpaceX Starlink coming back online now caused by expired ground station certifications. We're scrubbing the system for other single point vulnerabilities. Eric Berger tweeted out regarding last week's Centaur 5 anomaly. Here's a photo of the resulting explosion at Marshall Space Flight Center. Good luck to ULA on its investigation and getting the Vulcan Certification 1 mission off the ground. And Elon said, just a scratch. Elon said, for a community note to be shown widely, it must be approved by multiple reviewers with different viewpoints. If both left and right wing reviewers agree on a note, then it is highly likely to be accurate. This is a big part of the not secret sauce. It is all open source. Steve Mark Ryan had this quote from Richard Feynman. The first principle is that you must not fool yourself and you are the easiest person to fool. Elon said, true. Massimo says, retweet if you were part of one of those tiny first four bars. And Elon said 1990. And I got you beat, Elon. 1988. I was using the internet. Wow. Two whole years. Yeah. So and it's not even on the chart. It's, oh, uh, my gosh. Yeah, I was using Prodigy. That was the internet, technically. <laughs> Elon says, true friends are true fortune. And that should be in a uh, fortune cookie. Fortune cookie. <laughs> We should start a company called Elon's Fortune Cookies. Holmar's catalog says full self-driving beta 11.3.6 is great. Still a few kinks to work out, but dramatically better. Elon says we need to predict what pedestrians will do based on their behavior, including limb angle and direction of sight. FSD currently sees all pedestrians as cuboids, so is overly cautious. Also, diffusion seems to be more compute efficient than transformers for vision. Um, So this tweet scares me a little bit. We're actually going to talk about this today on our Investor Club bonus stories. And uh, that is a good band name, by the way. Uh, Zach and the Cuboids, I think. Uh, Elon said, Starship is ready for launch, awaiting regulatory approval. Rowan said, this is insane. We can now detect feelings in real time through facial expressions using AI. And if you watch this video, it can basically map like what the person's feeling. Mm. It's that's crazy. Uh, Peter Diamante says, would you support UBI, universal basic income, given pace of change in AI? I'm between two worlds with it myself. Elon says after AGI. Yes. So after artificial general intelligence. Mm. Trung Fang says, sorry, this is what Nutella is actually made of. And Elon says, wow. Oh, well, still awesome. Uh, I don't know. Look at how much sugar is at the bottom. (laughs) Jessica says, it's time. Elon says, wow, almost 10 years since the groundbreaking. Now, I think this is a dig, actually, because I mean, a dig. (laughs) uh, because I mean, it's only been 10 years to make a freaking rocket company that can do this in 10 years, whereas ULA has been doing it for decades. Is that trophy also a bottle opener? Vivek says, this is concerning. When we're all forced to drive electric vehicles, the real master won't be Elon. It'll be Xi Jinping. And the name Master Plan 3 is eerily spot on. I love what Elon is trying to do with Twitter, but doubling down with the CCP is another matter. David Sachs says, Xi has taken over Gigafactory Texas. Greg Abbott, you better get right on this. Elon says, yeah, wrong on many levels. Tesla is increasing production rapidly in Texas, California, and Nevada. Our competitors require subsidies, not us. That said, if competitors get subsidies, Tesla should get them too. Tesla's competitive position would improve if all subsidies ended. And Elon said, I'm almost there, me, when I say I'm five minutes away. Elon said, a maximally curious AI is probably best. The cat lobby will oppose this naturally, but it will receive strong support from monkeys named George. 
Curious George. Oh, because curiosity kills cat. Okay. Okay. Uh, candle in rocket. So this this meme that the light that burns twice as bright burns half as long. He says, candle in rocket engines last about 0.1 seconds. Analogies are not physics. Tim Sweeney said, a prerequisite for artificial general intelligence is the ability of AI to map all the things, taxonomies of objects, structures of languages, systems of philosophy and law, flows of causes and effects, and mathematical, logical, and scientific knowledge. Elon said it's coming. Wall Street Silver says, this trend is so hilarious. And what he's talking about here is that all of the news medias are now being labeled uh, like what they are. So here, BBC government-funded media. And Elon says, what does BBC stand for again? I keep forgetting. And... Uh, same thing with the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. They get $1.2 billion per year from the Canadian government, 70% of their funding. And so Elon said, we need to add more granularity to ed editorial influence as it varies greatly. I don't actually think that the BBC is as is biased as some other government-funded media, but it's silly of the BBC to claim zero influence. Minor government influence in their case would be accurate. Hmm. Elon said, the precision of our biological clock across trillions of cells is incredible. One never sees someone with an old left arm, but a young right arm. Aging can obviously be fixed. The real question is whether it should be. And David Sinclair said, disagree, Elon. Studies of identical twins show longevity is 80 to 90 percent epigenetic, meaning it can be changed by lifestyle for the same reason a queen bee raised on royal jelly can live 10 times longer than a genetically identical worker. Elon said, our landlord at San Francisco headquarters says we're legally required to keep the sign as Twitter and cannot remove the W. So we painted it background color. Problem solved. Elon says they tried to muffle our titter. I don't know why. <laughs> He's a 12-year-old. I mean, it's because the there's nobody in that office. Is that why? what it is? I can't keep up with all that stuff. <laughs> Woo! That was a lot of tweets. Yeah. But it gets you inside the mind of Elon. Yeah. All right, it's time for community mail time. Let's get inside the mind of our community. Community mail time. JD sent us this picture of his SpaceX-themed Model X. Yeah. Simon saw this Ionic 6 at a dealership in Ireland. Joyce sent us this email about a Tesla car sharing service in Washington, D.C. She said, just learned about this company today offering car sharing Teslas as an amenity to residents of urban apartments and condos in Washington, D.C. The WhipEV.com website points out that EVs are 300% more efficient than the new average gas car. Car sharing eliminates 10 to 15 privately owned cars. Car share users are 40% more likely to walk, bike, and use transit. Hmm. Robert sent us this picture of the 28-style supercharger in Eloy, Arizona. Nice. Anton spotted this Model Y in Bangkok, Thailand. JD sent us these pictures of the Mid-Atlantic Rivian Owners Group, who had an off-roading meetup at the Green Ridge State Forest in Flintstone, Maryland. Nice. Frank sent us these pictures from the newest Tesla service center in Upland, California. Ike found this VW ID Buzz in Lagos, Portugal. Rizwan spotted this NYPD Ford Mach-E. And Aaron found this BYD EV in the Bahamas. Is that the dolphin? It makes sense. <laughs> it would. All right, time for Supercharger Reviews. Let's see what we got out there in the world. Hey, Zach and Jesse, I'm in Tiger Point, Florida at the new 12-stall supercharger. It's so new, it's not even open yet as of March 31st, 23. I'm sure it will be open soon though because I took the covers off. It is actually in a Publix parking lot. There is plenty of food and basically anything you need around here. There's a Lowe's and a Walmart just through the trees over there. There's a gas station, Walgreens, I would give this a 9 out of 10. Now you know. Hi, Zach and Jesse. It's Mike coming to you from Minden, Ontario, Canada at the brand new 6-stall version 3 supercharger. It's located in the parking lot of the Canadian Tire Gas Bar, which is right next to Highway 35, the main thoroughfare through town. Minden is located about two and a half hours northeast of Toronto in cottage country, where superchargers are few and far between, so this is a welcome addition. There are several amenities in the area. There's a subway next door, a Tim Hortons next to that, and across the road, there's a Chinese restaurant and a supermarket. I'm just topping up on my way home from a day of snowboarding at Sir Sam's, which is about 30 minutes from here. All in all, I give this location an eight out of 10. And now you know. Hello, this is the Wizard of West LA. Wanted to show you the charger at Beaumont, California. This is the charger at Beaumont, California, right next to In-N-Out Burger. And I give this place five stars because everything is located at this location. You've got restaurants, stores, malls, everything, Walmart, banks, everything. And look at this, a Starlink panel is right over there on that side. So I give this place five stars and it's great. 
I love your YouTube channel, now you know. It's a great YouTube channel. Watch it every day. Hey, Zach and Jesse, this is Mike from Thailand, desperately trying to move to Spain. I am in Bangkok right now in the B1 parking level of the Central World Shopping Mall in downtown Bangkok. This is the one and only Tesla supercharger in Thailand. Nine stall version three, 250 kilowatt system. Uh, it is well placed. The mall entrance is just right there and up the escalator. Uh, but within the city, it's kind of a nightmare for traffic. I understand why they put it here uh, for all the high-end shoppers that they expect to have. And they'll be installing more superchargers around the city and the country as time goes by. Uh, overall, I would give it a 9 out of 10 because you really need it. Uh, and uh, it's in downtown Bangkok, so I'm going to subtract one from that purely for the difficulty of getting here. Thank you so much, guys. I love this part of the show. I love seeing what you guys have found and how you rate them. Some of you guys are really high. You know, you give them nines and tens. Some of you guys are like Jesse, very strict. I like to see the range. Yeah. Well, I'm, the, the strictness gives you more granularity. It's true. Can't, I mean, everything can't be a 10. You know, and if, if everyone was like, you know, 10 is like some just magical place, then I think that, you know, because like, you know, one that's a good one. If we just call that a five and we all know that five is like pretty good, that's pretty good. I'm just, I'm just saying. All right. It's time for beautiful superchargers. You may remember that last October, Tesla started its supercharger voting. Right. That's where every quarter Tesla lets Tesla account holders vote on where they'd like to see new supercharger locations. So since it's the beginning of a new quarter, the next round of voting has begun. So don't forget to vote. We'll put that link in the show notes. The winner from last quarter was Muscat Oman uh, with over 7,000 votes. So now this isn't the actual supercharger we're seeing here, but this is, you know, Muscat Oman, which would be beautiful. So I can't wait to see the supercharger there. Each region, North America, Europe and Asia Pacific gets five winners. Plus last quarter, there were five bonus winners. Mm. They're all targeted to open in 2024. Here's the list of winners. So you can expect that these places will have superchargers in about a year. And I'm curious to know what the strategy is uh, among the community. Are we trying to expand the network into more like outside of kind of the bubble or are we trying to increase the 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 the, the density? The five places I picked, I picked places that I know well and mm -hmm. that I think need them. And they're places that like really did need a supercharger. I, I wasn't selfish. I wasn't picking next to my house or anything like that. So you should go in there and vote. And um, you can put in new places or you can vote on ones that already exist. And basically, if a bunch of people choose the same place, that's what gets it on the list. But you have to be within like the top 100 to, right. to have like a place that everyone can vote on. All right. So what do we got for new superchargers going online this week? We've got number 111 in the UK is the 12 stall in Swansea. The 6 stall in Adern, Turkey. The 8 stall in Bolo, Turkey. The 8 stall in Istanbul, Turkey. And number four in Turkey is the eight stall in Ankara. So this means that you should be able to drive from London to the Zildjian factory. Oh, yeah. The Zildjian factory. Huh? Yeah. Drummers unite. <laughs> right. The three stall in Shengde at the Zaofeng International Hotel in China. The three stall in Chongqing, China. The three stall in Jiajing, China. Number 130 in Florida is the 12 stall in Boca Raton, Florida. The three stall in Longwon Plaza, Hong Kong. Number 68 in Japan is the 6th stall in Shizuoka, Japan. The 12th stall in Le Touquet, France. Number 144 in France is the 16th stall at Le Bosque, France. The 6th stall in Endong, South Korea. Number 46 in Illinois is the 12th stall in Effingham. I love that uh, Ben Fold song, by the way. Uh, number 117 in Texas is the 8th stall in Plainview, Texas. 16th stall in Cypress, California. The 9th stall in Shanghai, China. A six-stall in Shanghai, China. The three-stall in Hangzhou, China. Three-stall in Yongkang, China. The three-stall in Ningbu, China. The three-stall in Taizhou, China. Another three-stall in Taizhou, China. A three-stall in Hangzhou, China. Number 15 in Louisiana is the 12-stall in New Orleans. The six-stall in Goyang, South Korea. The eight-stall in Denver and East 45th Ave in Colorado. Number 36 in Colorado is the 16-stall in Colorado Springs at Forest Bluffs View, Colorado. The six-stall in Kunming in China. The three-stall in Nanchang, China. The three-stall in Jiajing, China. The six-stall in Changsha, China. The two-stall, 150 kilowatt in Beijing. The three-stall in Huhat, China. The three-stall in Pinghu, China. Number 131 in South Korea is the eight-stall in Umsong, South Korea. Number 63 in Hong Kong is the three-stall at Wan Sha Tsusi Road in Hong Kong. 
Number 42 in Georgia is the four stall in Moro, Georgia. The six stall in Sanya, China. Number 343 in California, 1,732 in the USA is the 20 stall in Barstow at Tanger Way, California, but it's currently temporarily closed. Yeah, I mean, they opened it and then closed it mm -hmm. for some reason. There's a three stall in Ningbu uh, in China. The three stall in Zhimeng, China. And number 1649 in China, number 4967 in the world, so next week might be 5,000, is the three stall in Hangzhou, China. Holy moly. <sighs> I hear you. A lot of you are saying, why do you read them all off? Why don't you just run a list? Well, because if we ran a list, you really wouldn't get it. You really wouldn't see that all over the world, it's not like Tesla said, like Rivian did, like, we're going to build a network and then crickets. They said, we're going to build a network and now it's expanding and it's exponential and it's amazing and you can go more places. And still so many people that you know, don't get it. Mm -hmm. Please try and get it through their head. Once you get a Tesla, you can drive anywhere. Yeah. It's easy. You don't worry about range anxiety anymore. That's a myth. I just love that this is the world we're living in right now. And we have so much cool stuff, by the way, to talk about over on Patreon. So if you haven't joined us, help support the show. It's only a buck a month. Okay. If you don't like it, you stop it. Also, but I know some of you patrons who aren't watching the Patreon bonus stars. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> you don't have to. You don't have to. I, I appreciate your support. But, um, you know, come get your perks. We want to talk to you guys. Exactly. You're, you're our friends and we want to we want to chat. So exactly. We'll see you over there on Patreon. Thank you to everybody who's going by here. You guys make the show possible. You make all the work that we do all week so amazingly possible. So thank you guys. We'll see you next time. Now you know. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.